I, it just doesn't logistically work for me, Rob. I don't think that getting a message that says, hey, Rob's in trouble is any form of being able to keep you safe. Today, we want to talk about safety apps, realtor safety apps. Um, and I think, Beth, before we get going, I just want to let everyone know that um, these are, you know, our opinions. This is my opinion. This is your opinion of safety apps. And, um, you know, we're not specifically going to target any manufacturer of safety apps or anything like that. But we're going to just talk about the reality of what a realtor safety app is and does it, does it really keep you safe? So, um, you know what, with that, Beth, let's kind of, kind of get going on realtor safety apps if we can. Sure. And you know, Rob, you and I know that there, there really isn't anything that can 100% quote, keep you safe. Self-defense and safety, the ownership of that is on you, not on a gadget, not on an app, not on a protocol, nothing. It all has to do with you. Um, you're, well, you're 100% right. I mean, there's no question about that. Safety has to start with us. And I think oftentimes what happens is we kind of get caught up with this really slick, cool kind of marketing. Uh, we see something that's really neat, that's something that's new, and somebody sells us something saying, you know what, you can wear this on your person, or you can download our app on your phone, or uh, this is a jewelry piece that imitates a piece of jewelry. You can wear it uh, on your wrist or on your, you know, your belt and your waist, or you can carry a, an individual single unit inside of your purse. And these are going to keep you safe. If you run into a problem, you can open your phone. Uh, you can activate the realtor safety app. Um, you know, you can dig through your purse and pull out the individual unit and you can activate it or you can, um, you know, tap the, uh, the wearable safety app, uh, three times and, and it will activate and notify people. Or, you know what, you can, uh, you know, if you have the newest and latest, greatest friggin' iPhone, you can hit, uh, hit the, the side button on the iPhone three times and, and the bat signal goes up by you know what? And, and it's marketing and, and I get it. And I get that the majority of real estate professionals don't work in the world that you and I work in. They don't understand and some don't want to accept the reality of the high level of deception that occurs in these, um, these targeting and these attacks against both male and female realtors. 
and the industry itself sometimes doesn't understand that. And then there's manufacturers who produce product and they label it a realtor safety app and they don't get it either. They don't understand it either. You know, I'm all of a sudden I'm reminded of uh, one session that we did and I can picture the room. I can picture the, the, uh, the lady that I'm going to talk to you about. And I can't remember exactly where it was, whether it was uh, Oshawa or whether it was maybe Orangeville. I can't remember what board we were at. And we were having a discussion about cell phones and safety apps. And this one lady was adamant. She said, I take this with me on every showing, everywhere I go. I keep it in my purse and uh, I know it will help me if I ever need it to. And so we asked her to show it to us because we didn't recognize the, the name brand. And there was a couple of other realtors in the room that were interested. So she said, well, I have it right here. And she opened up her purse. And in order to get this safety gadget out, she dug through her purse for literally 90 seconds. And then she found it at the bottom of her purse. And she pulled it out and she said, well, if I'm ever in trouble, I just activate it like this. And she pushed the button. And this little, this alarm went off. It was like a... a tiny siren that went off and Rob everybody in the room laughed the realtors all laughed because you know we were halfway through our our session and by that point they knew that that siren going off was not um, audible to anybody but her or the predator and they knew that there was no safety involved in setting off a siren for you know hoping that somebody's going to hear it and answer a call for help. It just doesn't work that way. Well, you know what? So we we understand now that there's audibles. There's ones that set off these uh, beep, 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 or these uh, simulated sirens. Um, another form of them are uh, ones that we can, apps that we can download on our phone. Uh, and there's multiple different forms of these, but I want to, I want to kind of narrow down on one at, during this part of our talk. And that's one where you have a sense that something's going wrong on an appointment, that you have this lead up that, you know, or we want to believe we have, that we can identify this, that we can have time to actually, um, associate this behavior that we're about to be injured or attacked by this individual. And on this app, we get to open our phone. We get to take time to open the security passcode on our phone. We get to take time now to search for the realtor safety app. We get time to activate the realtor safety app. And then we get time to send a message to somebody. That's bullshit. Like that, that doesn't go down that way. And there's others and in the industry, you know, the developers of these, these apps are getting better, but they haven't got it yet. There's now apps that you can carry on your phone that, you know, if somebody contacts me, uh, if I live in the U S I can do a search on them. 
Uh, and if they are in some type of criminal registrar, you know, I'll get feedback on that if they are, uh, if they've been convicted and done jail time. Uh, in other ones, I can, you know, have a, uh, an online search background done on them. And then I can send a message to them asking them to send photographs to me. And that's better. That's better, but it's not there yet. I was going to say, let's talk about what happens when you activate, um, for example, those that SOS button on the side of your iPhone that you mentioned. You activate that that button, and it calls somebody, somebody of your choice. Yeah. Well, you you can. You know, a good majority of them are you can set up for two to three messages being sent out. And I think iPhone sends one directly to a very specific organization. Um, but let's talk about that. So, and and I, I want your opinion because, I mean, I kind of, I think I know your opinion. But if I was a, well, I am a realtor, but I don't use safety apps. But if I, if I did have a safety app and I put your name in, and your number, and you got a GO or a text message with um, a, a location of where I was, and that message said to you, Rob is in trouble, he needs help. And you open this up, and through this geo meta tag, you find out I'm on 123 Anywhere Street in the middle of Nowheresville. Well, so when the first thing that I'm going to think when I get that message is, is this a true message or is this by accident? Like similar to a pocket dial, you know, is Rob really activating this because he's in trouble or is it a mistake? That's the first thing I'm going to think. And then when I, when I get the location, I'm going to look at it and I'm going to think, well, where is that? It, like it gives me coordinates, it gives me an address. Is that where his showing was? Is that where he's supposed to be? Um, do I know what time he was supposed to be there? Will that help me figure out if this is a real, um, are you in trouble or a fake, I'm in trouble? Um, I think the next thing that I would do is I would probably call you. I, I really probably would pick up my phone and call you. Now, I might hesitate to do that because I don't want to interrupt you when you're with your clients. I... Technically, I know that you ignore your phone when you're doing a showing anyways, um, you know, so that you can stay focused on what you're doing for, for many reasons. Um, and, and then I would ponder a little bit and, and then I would think, okay, well, maybe I should call the police because that's our protocol, you know, 911 or the police. So I'm going to make that call and I'm going to try to explain what's happened here. Uh, I got a, an alert from my husband's uh, phone that he is in trouble and this is where he is, but he didn't say anything. He didn't speak to me. I just got this notification. And what I know right now is with the limited amount of resources that are available through 911 or through, you know, local police being dispatched, they would probably, you know, regard that similar to a pocket dial or a hang-up call on 911, they're not going to get in their police cars, even if they're available, 
and go screaming to that location with sirens on and, and red lights going to see what might actually be going on 20 minutes away. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't happen that way. So if you didn't answer your phone when I called you, what am I going to do? Maybe I might get in my car and kind of go there and see, you know, is your car there? Is everything okay? Does it look normal? Would I wait outside for you? I don't know what I would do. I really don't know. What what would I do? It's a, it's just not a an easy thing to follow through on when you get one of those messages, and I, I think everybody would be the same. I I don't know. I think maybe some husbands would jump in their car and, and go racing towards that location to make sure their spouse is okay. I think maybe some females would do that as well if they were able. But what if I'm at work and I get that message and I can't respond? I'm going to call. Like, I, it just doesn't logistically work for me, Rob. I don't think that getting a message that says, hey, Rob's in trouble, is any form of being able to keep you safe. Well, here's the reality. It's the lack of the response to them, right? That, that's what it is. That's what does it. And, and we, don't, we don't understand that. We think that if I hit this thing, when are people going to show up? Like nobody's going to get there until this is over and this is done. You know, maybe, maybe you've been robbed. You're, if you're a smart individual, you hand the resources over that this individual wants and, and you give them what they want and, and you're probably going to be okay. But if this is a process predator attack or an attack that you've experienced from someone who suffers, you know, a personality disorder or high anxiety issues or PTSD or some kind of other, uh, violent personality disorder, this is over. Like you're injured. Nobody's going to be there to help you. And those ambush attacks happen so fast that you don't have time to react. You don't have time to, you know, push a button, your brain doesn't even go there. And, and let's, you know, be really honest about that. We've had people tell us they don't even remember the number for 911 when this stuff happens. Well, that's the reality of the human fear response, right? And, and, and I think a lot of times when we use these things or we believe in carrying them, I, I think this falls into, again, uh, you know, or ego confusing or ability in, in what they are. And you mentioned about the the speed of these things. I mean, they, the, these attacks will break down in under three one hundredths of a second. Um, I, I mean, we we've seen this on uh, closed circuit cameras uh, of realtors being attacked, and how fast it happens, and how deception is used to get close to the realtor. Uh, in this industry, right, we we believe that we have to be close to people in order to build trust and relationships with them. And that's the farthest thing of the truth. I mean, it's the farthest thing. And when we start relying on a product that's marketed as a realtor safety app that does nothing for our safety, frankly, some of them, you know, some of them may even expose you to higher violence within the occurrence because of 
what the individual will witness you trying to do or pull off. And, you know, that's that's our opinion, Rob, based on what we know about the psychology of violence and how these violent attacks occur. And, you know, I know that people are, are out there trying to find these things that will keep them safe. And I, I commend the industry for trying to provide something to keep this the, these people safe and for the people who are looking for something to keep them safe. Um, if we could couple the education of the threat behaviors of, you know, what you should do, if you can remove yourself, go outside in your car and then activate your, you know, your, your device or your app once you are safe. But that false sense of security of, you know, I'm going to be able to push this button on, on my phone and, Again, that that bat signal goes up and the cavalry comes running. It, it's really a, a bit of a false sense of security that we we just don't like to promote, in our opinion. It, it most it most absolutely is. And you know what? I, I'm just uh, thinking about something here as we're talking, and um, I um, you know what? I want to get my thoughts on this, and I want to. Um, for all the Brainiac people out there who develop this kind of stuff and these cool things and, you know, they, they market these as safety apps. Um, this is not, my opinion is not one of, you know, someone, um, who thinks this will work. Uh, my opinion is not of someone who thinks this is how violence against the real estate professional happens. Um, my opinion is not one of, I think, uh, this might keep somebody safe. I, so I'm just going to throw some things out there. Wouldn't it be frigging amazing if there was a, some kind of app that if I received a phone call from, you know, John Smith. I just got to throw John Smith out there. I know there's like millions of John Smiths out there, so don't take take any offense to this, John. But I, f- I get a phone call from John Smith, and I ask John on the phone. I say, "Hey, that's great. We can do that. Can I get your address, John?" And John gives me his address, and I get my app, and I punch in his name, and I punch in his address, and I load his phone number, and I can get not only a search on his past criminal convictions, but what if we could sort of get something like that's similar to like, I, I don't know, I, I think it's like A-tip stuff that gives the, the whole history background. And I know I'm, I know I'm like lunging out there. I know I'm lunging out there, but that's, but that's what we need. That's, what we need, you know, what past history arrests, um, you know, and, and the thing that comes to mind here, Beth, is the phone call we get from from a realtor out of Alberta who Googles somebody because she's had a really weird experience with him and finds out that the guy has using his first name as his middle and his middle name as his first, and he's got an outstanding warrant 
uh, in a different province in Canada for like some horrendous friggin' crimes. But that that's that's what we need. And and I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to get there. And even that doesn't keep us safe, does no. it? And I, I mean, no. I, I, I know that you're not going to be able to get that information on somebody unless they've, you know, provided it voluntarily to some kind of a database that they, they're in. But even then, you know, it's provided by them. But what about this, Rob? What about a challenge to a realtor safety app company to come to us and let's develop something that we think might work? Let's do it. Do you think anyone's going to be brave enough to come and work with us? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, we I, have, I, we have, you know what? Uh, I I think that's amazing, and and it's important. I mean, it's important that the real estate professional have access to something to at least increase their awareness and understanding of who it is their meeting. And, and again, I mean, I, I, I know, and you know, that even that is not going to keep you 100% safe. Um, we know, you know, that only about 10% of crimes that happen against the professional is reported. Uh, and we understand why, why, I mean, it's really clear as to why, um, we also understand that many of these individuals target realtors. They're, they're hunters and they, they move from one realtor to the next, to the next, to the next, until they are successful at fulfilling either their resource needs or their need of dominance and control. But they, they learn right as they're going along through these processes. So, I mean, the, that the app itself, even the most ultimate app, isn't 100% going to be 100% safe. I mean, we still get down to, you know, have to understand those behaviors, those, those signs, uh, our intuition, uh, which, you know, we never listen to, but intuition is such an important thing. But um, I, I, I would love to see an organization really step up to the plate and develop something based on fact and reality, not on what we think. And, you know, if that happened, it, it would be the most empowering device going and, you know, I, in, in Canada, there's like, uh, I think it's close to 180,000 realtors. I don't know what it is in the U S it's probably close to a million, but look at the market that, that they would have for developing the ultimate true realtor safety device that provides information on clients we have yet to meet. And I think it would be amazing. Yep. I agree. So so let's wrap this up by saying that, you know what, your safety starts with you. Just remember that, you know, just because you've been on several appointments with these these prospects, understand that they're still strangers, understand that you still need to be able to identify the threat behaviors, understand that ambush attacks happen in three one-hundredths of a second, understand how deception works. You need that base of education 
before any, um, you know, gadget or, or promotional item in order to keep you safe. Your safety starts with you. Yeah, a hundred percent. And, um, you know what, with that, um, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. And if you find it of value, please um, leave us a rating because ratings are really important to us. And if you think this may help someone else that you know within the industry, please send them a link to our podcast channel so they can have a listen to it as well. And um, of course, always, I want to thank you, Beth, for being an amazing host. And I want to thank Doug, our producer from Stories and Strategies, for always putting on an amazing program for you to listen to. And thanks for joining us. And please always be safe and have a very, very prosperous day.